Sometimes you gotta smoke well. And don't get me wrong, you can smoke well with nearly anything. You you find the thing that you like and you're smoking well. You've got the time, you're smoking well. You you need an extravagant night, smoke well. There's a lot of ways to do it. But the Padron 1964 Exclusivo, yeah. That's smoking well. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. This is the Nicaraguan Puro right here from Padron, a five and a half by 50, which means it's five and a half inches long. <laughs> Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 50. That is the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the laughter, a 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. So this is right in the wheelhouse and a box press, which I absolutely adore, Fingers Malloy. Natural wrapper, nice bit of oil, nice bit of shine to it, but a light milk chocolate uh, kind of look with some little, little hints of, of black in the wrapper. An absolutely beautiful composition. Yeah, beautiful composition. Feels really good in the hand, just the right weight uh, along with that box press. Really, really like that as well. So we, uh, I, I, I got to admit, I don't smoke Padrones all the time. I happen to like what Padrone does. I, I am a big fan of uh, the, the, the Presidente. Uh, and I should say the Diplomatico, which is a 50 by 7 inch cigar. That is more the length that I like to be at. This, the, the five and a half, at the, at the, really at the, at the bottom of where I'm at. I'm not a big Robusto guy. I'm not a big five inch cigar guy. I'll smoke them, don't get me wrong. It's not that they aren't good. It's that I like to dedicate a little more time to it. I want a little more wrapper in it. So, that's that's what I tend to gravitate towards. I'll tell you what, being that we are in the middle of a fantastic NFL football season, Tony. Oh, really? How are the Detroit Lions doing? Uh, they are five and one. Is that on right? This season they have a three-game lead in the NFC North. I can't wait till you wake up from this dream. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Uh, Four and fifteen. <laughs> All of a sudden, there are 19 games in a season. Well, where I was going with this is, you know, on Sunday, I start smoking maybe three, four cigars a day when it's all said and done. So I've actually kind of fallen in love with the Robusto because I know I'm going to be one right after another. Uh, you know, it, the Robusto is actually a nice size when you know you're you're going to be smoking four or five or and six. And then, of course, there's the Victory Cigar. If you follow Fingers on Instagram, Fingers Malloy, he's got his uh, Victory Cigar when, when the... Uh, Lions win, sometimes when the Lions lose. The Wayne Fonts, former coach of the Lions. That's right. Victory cigar. Yes, because he got in trouble when he won the NFC Central in 1991 uh, during a Monday Night Football game. They kept interviewing him, and he pulled out a cigar. He said, I'm going to smoke one of these babies right here. And uh, everybody went nuts about that. So Total nonsense. Who, if you tell, tell me, or if you ask me, mm -hmm. he should have smoked the Padron 1964. Uh, fingers, we have just lit this up right here. You want to break the cigar up into thirds. First third, second third, final third. Get out your notebook. And then just write down. You mean you're not physically breaking it up. Don't be crazy. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? The wet, we're outside today. <laughs> we're on the deck. The weather is perfect. Fall weather. Just a light jacket. Uh, fingers is wearing a uh, like a beanie. Yeah, it's, it's my new thing. Is that it's what you do? The kids wear these. They, yes. they, they, they call them hats. Yes, and uh, it really accentuates the gray beard. Thank you. Appreciate that. There's no hiding it unless I shave the whole thing off. One day I'm going to just show up with a mustache. That's going to be weird. Your Tom Selleck <laughs> moment's going to yes. be super. It, it seems to be the thing. Of course, you know, that 
that's what got Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift is his mustache. That's what I hear. Did you just bring up Travis Kelsey? You're welcome. You're the worst person. You're the worst person. Lines are five and one. (laughs) What did you eat? What did you drink? Write it down in your notebook. And then what flavors are you getting from each third of the cigar? When you smoke that cigar again, two months, three months, six months from now, you put it in your notebook. You go back. You compare the notes. Those are your through lines. That's what you got from the cigar. Fingers, we just lit this up. What are you getting? Get a little bit of spice, uh, some cocoa. And a little bit of coffee, but I can't tell uh, if it's that's coming from the cigar or the very fine cup of joe I got from a local gas station. The worst kind of person. No, I think the coffee and and, and chocolate is 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 really the right right hit from from this cigar. It is a very very easy smoke. This is, I would argue, a classic medium cigar. You are not going to be overwhelmed here. You are going to get flavor in here to the extent that there is spice. There is nothing that that is going to hurt. You're not going to really feel the effects. It's almost a like you would almost play in a Mexican hot chocolate kind of way with just a little bit of undercurrent there. The smoke coming off of this is just terrific. This is the Padron 1964 Anniversary Natural, the Exclusivo, which is a uh, five and a half by 50 cigar, and it just, oh, it smokes so nice. Yeah, it's one of the easier draws that... Um, I've had in a while on a cigar. It it just everything about this is great. <laughs> it really, really is. Uh, I'm really surprised over the years. I don't know if we've we've probably only done maybe two or three. Yeah, ones. I don't know why that is. I was going back through it, try to figure out why certain things we we haven't really dug into much because if you don't want to be spending on on the 1964s the 1926 the 80 year the 50-year to me is one of the best cigars out there the 50-year padrone if you can find it is a tremendous smoke and worth the money even though it's 50 dollars a stick mm. to me worth the money but this this is pretty good now this comes as a box of 25 that's how it gets packaged so the question, Fingers Malloy, is this in your humidor at $15 a stick? I mean, we're just in the first third. That's a yes. But I would uh, assume it's, yes. it's going to continue as it is right now. Fingers Malloy, that's a yes. It, it is. And, and, I, and I don't know why we haven't done more Padrones, especially when you talk about the 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 series, which are much lower cost, which have a lot of, of, of value uh, to them. We should, and this is part of our own, we need to expand out even more in everything we're doing. We cover a good amount of cigars. Also, remind me, I got to answer a listener question. I may have said it wrong when talking about bourbon and the charcoal filtering process. So filtering is, is not a play on bourbon. I got I to gotta make sure I correct the record there. I, I feel bad that I may have made the mistake. I think I may have made a mistake, Fingers Malloy. How is that possible? I don't know, but it's, it, it, is, it is possible. By the way, I'm much more into the first third now than I was a minute ago, and uh, the answer is yes. Yes. It, it, it is, and, and, and I get it. $15, and, and we should be clear, that is an online price. Your tobacconist might charge more for it. Um, anything for me under 20 bucks on this stick is a yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, even though it is a little bit smaller than, than, I, than I would like in terms of the, the length of the cigar, the box press, the ring gauge, the construction, it just works. And being a perfect medium, this is... You could do this on the golf course if you wanted to have a nice, nice, nice golf course presence. But after the course, this is not a yard work cigar. This is after the yard work cigar. 
this this just plays beautifully and for almost anything you're drinking. I feel like if you found out your friend just got a new humidor and you wanted to bring uh, him a couple of sticks, this would be a really good option. But then I would say, why would I do that? I would buy myself a new humidor <laughs> and put them in my own humidor. The Padron 1964 Anniversary Exclusivo. The natural is what we're doing right here. The five and a half by a 50. I am I am all about it and look forward to getting in to more of it. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Did you just do some kind of old man sigh thing? <laughs> yeah. What happened? You grab, you reach for your cigar, know. and you're like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> I don't know. I asked myself that all the time. I was, I was just 25 years old. What happened? What happened? I'm pretty sure the answer is 25 years. <laughs> Smoking the 1964 anniversary from Padron, the Exclusivo, which is the five and a half by 50 box press, the natural Nicaraguan Puro. And we're still in the first third of the cigar, but are we happy, Fingers Malone? Oh, we're thrilled that... That spice has kind of subsided for me. That cocoa and coffee still there, and maybe a little bit of cedar is, is starting I could, to. I could see that. I could play the idea that there's a little bit of wood in there. Yeah, this is a a wonderful stick and beautiful construction and a great look. I do like it as a natural. I like it uh, as, as a you know. I, li- I like Maduros that are done by uh, by Padron very very much. I usually go for the for the seven inch uh, cigars. That they they do um, the Diplomatico, the fifty by seven in that box press, but I find that this is just as classic of a medium cigar as you can do, and uh, certainly prices will vary. But fifteen dollars a stick in terms of when you buy it by the box, the box twenty five, um, this works. This works just beautifully. So, how often do you buy a box of cigars versus kind of going to your favorite tobacconist and mixing and matching and and making sure that you have a variety in your humidor. So I have what I have here in the house, mm-hmm. and I have what I have at my in my cigar locker, Blend Bar Cigar, where we we usually record blendbarcigar.com. They're in Indianapolis, they're in Houston, with the Woodlands, and they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, I uh, also have another cigar locker at another cigar <laughs> lounge here in Indianapolis. So in all three, I probably have 10 boxes. Wow. And then I have all of the loose cigars that I have. So I don't usually buy a box. A box is, it comes out once a year. A box is, it's something that I know I'm going to go through. A box is, hey, I'm going to give some of these things uh, away for, for sure. Uh, so it's not as often as I, I maybe I would even like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, as I'm getting ready to build a, a, a new studio and a new cigar room, uh, I have a um, cigar, uh, a, a humidor refrigerator. Okay. That's coming. Uh, that holds seventeen hundred. So broom closet, right? Oh, I did think about putting in a walk-in humidor. Wow! In in the new studio, I I did. You can actually get pop ups and do it, but I was looking at the cost and I'm like, I I think I think that's that's a bit of ego play right there. Hey, look at me, my walk-in humidor. Don't be a schmuck. 
It's holding 17. So you're saying everyone who has a walk-in humidor in their home is a schmuck? I'm saying I shouldn't be a oh, schmuck. Okay, okay. They could do what they want. Okay. I think, I think a humidor that holds 1,700 is more than enough, and maybe I should stop being silly. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's ask uh, ourselves, and by I, when I mean ourselves, let's ask you uh, this question. How many cigars do you feel like you actually smoke in a year? Oh, God, that's an unfair question. I mean, how, if you if you stuff that thing with seventeen hundred cigars, all right, all right, hold on, I'm gonna do the math. Hold on, I'm taking on my shoes right now. Boom, carry the boom, two, boom, boom, boom. and uh, you 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 don't buy another cigar. You put seventeen hundred sticks in that humidor. Okay, how long do you think that would last you? Do not uh, hold me to this. Uh, if my doctor asks, I'll say you are lying. Uh, don't tell the life insurance people. <laughs> That's cigars. It's not cigarettes. I, I, I've never smoked a cigarette, by the way. Just want to be clear about hmm. that for all the medical professionals listening. Oh, me neither. Winky, winky. <laughs> Are you winking? <laughs> no, I've never done it. I have never done it. Uh, I absolutely smoke over 700 cigars a year. Good for you. Yeah, I know. Huh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Comes in at 700 sticks a year. <laughs> right? There's no question. There's no question. And how often are people here? Are we going places? Fingers. Here's a cigar. There's a cigar. It's not crazy that I that I would have uh, over a thousand sticks in in my house. No, it's not. It's not. And you entertain, right? And so, and you 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 and know, we serve I, things on the finest china. <laughs> Sorry, chinette. The finest chinette. There it is. Is what it is. Yeah. I'm just curious. There's nothing wrong. I be, listen. It, I'm really looking forward to seeing the new studio and 1,700 sticks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. It, it's stupid. It does, like the, when you say it out loud, you're like, "Wow, I've had I have a problem." But you know, also a lot of times when a company says it holds seventeen hundred, it probably will only you know hold about thirteen hundred and fifty. Well, that'll be a problem because I don't have to get a second one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a second one. So we're smoking the 1964 from uh, Padrone, the Exclusivo here, the five and a half uh, by fifty. Yes. It is a good stick, yeah. but it's time, Fingers Malloy, for news of the week. Well, unfortunately, this is bad news for Fingers Malloy Sr. because he happens to frequent this pharmacy. You thought I was going to go with the, you know, his favorite bar, but no, we're talking pharmacies because he's 85 years old. Rite Aid plans on closing over 150 stores nationwide as part of its recent bankruptcy including 40 locations in its home state of Pennsylvania. They're also going to close locations in California, in Maryland, Michigan, New York, and Washington. So this is a big deal. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Look, it's it, 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 you've got a hyper-competitive market. You have financial issues up the wazoo with interest rates. Uh, you know, you, you have... Uh, moments where the the ten year Treasury has uh, gone over four point nine percent interest rates on a thirty year fixed mortgage, therefore were it cracked eight uh, percent for the first time in in year highest since two thousand and two thousand seven. Is that it? Highest in two thousand seven or earlier than that? But it's just been incredible. Then you have the theft issues, the loss issues, the the vagrancy issues that are going on all across the country, and you know you can't. You can't always, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, there, there, there is competition and you don't always make the right moves and, and they have their own issues. You know, their bankruptcy issues come from a host of other issues. So it's not surprising. Yep. Rite Aid employs 45,000 people, of which 6,100 of those are pharmacists. But 
you know, you, you've got competition, of course, from CVS and Walgreens, and then people are turning more and more to having their drugs just delivered to them, uh, the prescription drugs delivered to them uh, right at their front door. So, yeah, you're going to start seeing some of these these companies, uh, particularly uh, pharmacies, uh, you're going to see them start to scale back a little bit on their business. I'll, I'll tell you one thing uh, to change gears uh, just a little bit. Uh, there's a teacher shortage, and it continues to plague uh, the United States in, in a big way. Uh, 86% of public schools are struggling to hire educators. I'm sorry, say that again? 86% of public schools are struggling to hire educators. Nearly 9 in 10 public school districts struggle to hire teachers heading into this school year. Um, I, I am here to tell you uh, that there is no surprise. There's absolutely no surprise. You want to talk about a career that has become thankless. Yeah. And it is not the money. It's not the money. I, I get that teachers want to be paid more. I, I, I'm not saying no to that. But the thankless part comes from students who believe they should always get A's and you're the problem if you're not giving them the A. And parents who believe that their children are somehow great when we all know, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're and my, my kids, not great. Not great. Your kids' fingers, I met your kids. Meh. At wow. best. Wow. At best. This is the problem. We don't treat teachers like professionals. We don't let them run the classroom. Administrators are not actually on teachers' sides, nor are unions. They're in, they're in a much different headspace in terms of what they're after. This, this is the issue. Now, teachers who don't actually respect the classroom and think that it is their own personal Idaho, if you will, and, and, and want it to be about them and not about the education, well, that's a different problem. But- it's become remarkably thankful. Well, it used thankless. to be where teachers could count on parents to back them up, and you just mentioned it. A lot of times it's the other way around, where if there's a behavioral problem in the classroom, well, it, it can't be my Timmy. Timmy wouldn't misbehave. He doesn't misbehave at home, and chances are Timmy's misbehaving in the classroom, and you're backing up Timmy rather than going and telling Timmy, hey, uh, you need to cool it. So, yeah, it's a thankless job. It's, and it's sad. And this is going to lead to more homeschooling and other options because people do adapt. As a world traveler, I happened. <laughs> I couldn't even get the whole tease out before Tony started laughing. But oh. as a world traveler, I have boarded several dozen planes. <laughs> And United has changed their boarding system. And I, when I read this, I thought to myself, why didn't they do this years ago? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy along with Tony Katz. Find the book. Let's go barbecue. Woo. At Amazon.com, you know, uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and it's a really great Thanksgiving Day gift, Tony. It really is. Not enough people give gifts for Thanksgiving, and honestly, if you're going to come and, and try and get in on my stuffing, the least you could do is bring me a gift. There it is. Do you, when you cook your traditional Thanksgiving Day bird, if you even do a bird- I, do, I, I, do, a, I do a breast, as we have often discussed, yes. Well, you know, for new people that are tuning in for the first time, wondering how does Tony prepare his Thanksgiving Day meal, which is right around the corner- do you smoke it? I do. I do smoke uh, the, the, the the turkey breast. We have had major league fights over this. As a matter of fact, when we were discussing 
uh, the book, and we were getting ready to to publish it, which was uh, Christmas uh, 2022. We were going to have it out for. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Fingers and I both do radio in, in separate places. He's on the air in Michigan. I do multiple shows, two shows a day, uh, out of Indianapolis, one local and one nationally syndicated. Uh, and and uh, someone had called and wanted and asked about how they should smoke their turkey. Because they were smoking it at 185 degrees, I think it was, for like a million years. Yeah. And I responded, and that response elicited so much response that we stopped <laughs> the idea of publishing the book and put it out Father's Day uh, 2023. So the book's only been out for, for a short while because we did not address turkeys and how properly to smoke them. So we put it in the book so you can get Let's Go Barbecue and learn how to do it. It's a perfect time to get it to make sure you've got a Thanksgiving bird that's worthwhile. But yes, we do a breast and yes, I do smoke it. Yeah, I believe that's the only way to go because it frees up your oven for other things. So if you happen to be traveling on United Airlines for Thanksgiving right. uh, to join Tony uh, for Thanksgiving dinner, starting October 26th, they will implement a new boarding policy that puts window seat passengers in economy class on the plane ahead of their peers in the middle and the aisle. And I say thank you, United. It's about time because there's nothing more frustrating than when you have a window seat and you have people sitting in an aisle seat or in the middle and you try to get around them and they try to do the old like you're at a, a football game and they just kind of try to stand up and and give you a little room as you squeeze in. Why haven't they done this? It should have been done decades ago, Tony. I personally will miss many butts in my face. <laughs> I mean, why else fly? Why else be a, well, I'm sorry, what was a world traveler? Yes, a world traveler who's been be on dozens of planes, Tony. Um, United is doing something kind of interesting. If you've looked at their ad campaign recently, they're trying to tell you, you know what? We know that flying sucks. We didn't mean for flying to suck. We're trying to do something about flying sucking. We're trying to make it better. Give us a, a shot. We're really the airline that's going to take care of you in the friendly skies. I don't know if United is the friendly skies or not. It doesn't matter. Um, that's T TWA. It, it, was that TWA? Was that Braniff? <laughs> wow. Braniff. That's how old school, people. That's how old school. <laughs> um, a Pan Am reference would have been better there, oh. but I'll take the Braniff. Yeah. Uh, this, is, um, uh, this is not dumb. I just don't know if this is what makes the difference. I'm not saying it's a bad idea because I don't know if people getting to the to the aisle seat or, or to the window seat is the thing that made people bothered. People are boarding and 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 that's fine. And sometimes you gotta get up and move and you're polite about it. I don't know. I just don't know if this is the okay, now it's luxury. May you know? I may oh, I economy plus. <laughs> that's the quote key and peel. May I take off my hat that I have on right now and put on my conspiracy theory, theory or theory uh, hat on Tony. You, you not only can you, I insist. Maybe you get to charge a little bit more now. Oh, crap. <laughs> because not only are you paying more for a window seat, you get to board before everyone else. You are, you are such a Debbie Downer. You ruin that's, everything. That's what's going to happen, is it not? I mean, we're, we're we're setting ourselves up. It'll be like, oh, right now, you get to pay what everyone else pays. We'll give you just a taste. 
just a taste of that normal fare. But then they'll rope you in. You'll go and you'll say, I want a window seat because I want to sit by the window and I want to get on the plane first. And then they'll say, well, you know what? That's going to cost you. Speaking of the plane, there is a... <laughs> Are you telling me to take the conspiracy theory hat off now? No, no, you're, you're fine. I don't think you're wrong about that. By the way, whether you're in the window seat or an aisle seat, if you're a man, wear a suit. Thank you very much. Oh, right. Just do what you're Swim, told. Swimsuit. I'm going to punch you. Trunks, a tank top. There is a uh, theory mm-hmm. that somehow the people who stand up when the plane lands are wrong. Like standing up when the plane lands, right? And they get to the, well, we got to wait till it gets to the gate and they bing and the, the light. The, the, what was the, that again? Bing. Thank you. And the seatbelt sign goes off. People jump, stand right up. That's ridiculous. You're not in a rush. Just sit down. No, I like to stand up. I, I, I'm usually an aisle seat guy, mm-hmm. and I'm done sitting, and I want to stand. I want to stretch it out. That's what I want to do. Is I don't. I'm wondering if for all the things, all my rules about airplanes, uh, which is, you know, dress. Don't be wearing your pajamas. Don't be wearing your flip-flops. Don't wear a tank top. No, no, no. Don't wear yoga pants, ladies. You really don't look that good in them. Stop it. Wow, where, that was where, rude. Where are the yoga pants, Wait, ladies? Eat Drink Smoke Nation ladies look awesome in yoga pants. <laughs> Everybody else is disgusting. I, I never judge. That? That there better? you go. That's Yeah, good save. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't judge people who stand up right away. Maybe you have an undercarriage issue going on. Maybe oh, you, you got, got maybe yeah. you got a little wedge or something. You got to move some things yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. What I have a problem with is the person who immediately gets on the phone and makes a phone call and doesn't use their whisper voice on the phone. They they have to include everyone in economy class. Tommy. Their- <laughs> yeah, Tommy, I landed. Oh, the flight sucked. Oh, my God, Tommy. The lady behind, right next to me, snores and she smells. Don't get me wrong. I'd hit it. But dang. <laughs> wow. Dang. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You be quiet. I'm talking to my friend Tommy here. He's asked to know where to pick me up. Uh, uh, baggage carousel, too. And bring some friends. I've got a lot of luggage. I don't know. He has a lot of luggage. I don't know why Tommy was. What was that accent? I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden, Tony's from Boston. He's got a friend named Tommy. Was that your Boston accent? I guess it was. I guess it was. I I tried to channel Ben Affleck at his most douchiness. And and that was more Ben Franklin in his current condition. Oh, dang. Don't forget my kite, Tommy. (laughs) Tommy. I have the key. I need the kite. I got an idea. It's going to change everything. How's your sister doing? No? That's not bad. The best is I was holding my hand to my ear like it was a phone. Yes. While I'm doing the whole thing. Great radio bit. (laughs) Oh, I I, I stand up. I stand up. I didn't think that that was a thing. Like, is that weird? I, I don't I, think so. I never considered it. So when it was brought up, I'm like, okay, I should at least consider it. Okay, standing up versus trying to jump ahead of everyone to get off the plane. Oh, first. that makes you a giant, giant piece of of something. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. And I've seen people do that. I don't know what that's all about. Well, again, maybe they have a little issue that they they couldn't address on the plane. They, their stomach is maybe rumbling a little bit, and they're like, I have to get off this plane before I end up being a headline on the New York Post website. If they really cared, they'd go to the back of the plane because nobody should have to <laughs> go through that. Smoking this Padron 1964 Exclusivo, the natural 55 by 50 
box press into the second third and happy as can be. And the only way to make this better is Weller. Also, I may have made a mistake in a conversation about George Dickel, Tennessee whiskey. Let us correct the record. How could I have made such a foolhardy mistake? That's coming up. Deep drink smoke. Weller 12 year. That's a good bourbon. But anybody who knows anything about bourbon has been following bourbon, trying to buy a bourbon. What the people at Buffalo Trace have done here, they have managed to take a bourbon that's been around for a while and can be gotten for a very reasonable price and make it such high demand that you are lucky if you find a bottle at all. So I decided, eh, why not? It's fingers. It's me. We'll just crack open a bottle and see what it's like. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. He is America's favorite amateur drinker. This is the Weller 12-year. Aged 12 years, if you did not guess, from uh, the name of Fingers Malloy. And coming in at 90 proof, Weller, which you can find the name in our book, Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. Let's Go Bourbon. It's the bourbon reader you've always needed. It's Weller, William LaRue Weller who had hired Julian Van Winkle, as in Pappy Van Winkle. And Pappy Van Winkle is famous for being this weeded bourbon, a little bit on that sweeter side. This, this Weller 12-year is also a weeded bourbon, which means that there is wheat in the mash belt. Still 51% corn by law, people. I mean, those are the rules. But it does have wheat in the mash bill that offers something a little bit different, something that kind of smooths it out a little bit. Very often I have seen this referred to as kind of like a baby pappy. Mm. It's talked about in that world. You find uh, the, the, the Weller in the same time you'll see the Antique 107. You'll see the Special Reserve. Uh, uh, you know, you, it's part of that whole Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Sometimes, sometimes you'll see it as BTAC. Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. They, they released that. I, I think every year they, they, they do that. And then they've added some other things to it, a foolproof and, and stuff like that. I think Pound for Pound, one of my absolute favorite bourbons, but I never put it on our lists, Finger Malloy, Fingers Malloy, because um, it's impossible to find. Just when things get hot, things get crazy. And in this world of allocated bourbons and things like that, Best of luck finding it on a show. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because, uh, you know, normally we get into uh, over the course of the review, you'll ask me, is this in your liquor cabinet at this particular price? Because this is so rare, it's it's hard to say, you know, what a person would pay for this bottle if, if, if especially if they're looking on the, the secondary market, you know, versus if you are. If you're lucky enough to find it on a liquor store or at a liquor store, it's priced reasonably. If if you can find ah, uh, see that's also or were they or, or they or will they mark it up too because they know how rare it is. I so I'm never sure what they can and cannot get away with. So let's let's start in a in a place not talking about the bourbon, but talking about price. In 2021, the MSRP on the Weller 12 year was 40 bucks. Okay. That's a four followed by a zero, and that's it. If you try to buy this and try to find the price online, $319. Yeah. And some people say 
$319, where can I get seven of them? Because some places it's more expensive. And yes, I did have a full bottle and I just opened it. Because I don't believe in that bourbon should be collected or saved. I believe you should drink the stuff and you should drink the stuff well. That's that's always been my take. Well, and then on top of it, if you're going to be working, Tony, like we are right here, we're doing work, it's our job. Why not every once in a while splurge a little bit? Live a little, as the kids say. The kids say live a little. Is that what they say? That's what they say. So this is one of those bourbons where if you find it, you're not you're not driven by price. If you find it, you're going to buy it because you're going to have some friends over or you're going to enjoy it, you know, tucked away in your liquor cabinet where you don't tell anybody, and this is your bottle. That's absolutely what's going to happen. But we take a look at this right here, Fingers Malloy, and it is a, a perfect bourbon uh, color right there. A little bit of copper, a little bit of, of almost caramel color. It looks just right, a bit of viscosity. We're not using Glencairn glasses today. We're using a larger kind of... Uh, I should say it's a smaller rocks glass is what we're using, mm-hmm. but it looks beautiful. That nose fingers, you got your nose well in there. What do you? What do you? What are you picking up? Did you say I've got my nose well in the weller? Oh, look at you! Oh, look at you. wow, funny caramel and oak. Yeah, it's 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 a very nice uh, classic bourbon nose all the way through, and there is good oak on this. Yeah, and the other thing too is you really really have to get your nose in there though. Yeah, right. It's it's not pungent. You you talk about sometimes you'll pour something and you'll smell it before the glass even gets to the table. Yeah. Uh, this this is not that. At least as we have it, you really do have to get in there. But that nose is super pleasant. There is no alcohol, no ethanol on that nose no. at all. Okay. Yeah, it's solid. So, I think I want to drink it. Really? Yeah. But I think we should talk more about it. <laughs> Fingers, boy. You ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this ever since the last Lions victory. Oh, good Lord. It's the Weller 12-year, the original weeded bourbon, 90 proof from the people there at uh, at the uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery. That is Frankfort, Kentucky. What's the matter, fingers? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, barely a sting on the tongue. No... Uh, warmth in the chest going down. It's it's so smooth, so nice. Got that. To me, it uh, you know, it's more caramel on the nose. It's more vanilla on the palate, and that oak. That oak is there. It's very good. Yeah, so th- that then uh, we were talking about the nose. The nose does have a, a sweeter thing than maybe you'd be prepared for. You know, it, when I say classic bourbon, I guess. I would look for a, a touch more oak, but it's maybe a personal preference. The nose is beautiful, though. It's it's just like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going in. It is the Weller 12-year. To your health, everybody. Uh, to your health, everybody. And Tony is going in. He's doing what we like to call the Memphis Munch. Mm. And he's still munching on Memphis. Uh, now, that is actually called the Kentucky Chew. You move it around the palate, really get a feel for it. Sometimes you want to take two sips. The first one to set mm-hmm. the taste buds. The second one to really get the flavor. Oh, that is that is very, very nice. There's a little bit of heat uh, center chest. I, I will not lie to you. It has a, a, a thickness to it. There is a bit of, uh, for me, a touch of spice that builds up in a fruity, that builds up on the finish, on the on the tongue right there. Um, it, it is... It 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 is it has such wonderful clarity as a bourbon. It it doesn't it doesn't uh, expand much. You don't you don't feel it in in the cheek or anything uh, like that. And then it does warm up well as it's going. So you've got this 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 
lusciousness going on. It warms up a, a little bit. And you're like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, that. Here, let me show you how easy it was. Oh, he's going in again, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw Swish. In honor of those Detroit Lions. Yes. For me, that that oak really lingers on the palate. And I am now picking up a little bit of caramel that I, that I didn't pick up before. Well, I got on the nose, but I didn't... Uh, Get on the the palate. So the finish, it, there's definitely caramel there as well. There's a touch of there's a touch of fruit. There is uh, the, the right touch of sweet. There is this solid oak undercurrent. The Weller Twelve Year. I I uh, yes, I buy it when I can. Forty dollars, absolutely. <laughs> That's just it. <laughs> if you if you find it at some outrageously low price, yes, you're just buying it. Don't budget to the wind. Budget to the wind on the Weller Twelve. Um, that's if you can find it. But it had to be reviewed, Fingers from Life. Yes. We deserved it. So did I make a mistake when discussing the George Dickel Tennessee whiskey? We reviewed this just the other day. The 15-year whiskey spelled W-H-I-S-K-Y. And I was discussing the charcoal filtering and why it's not bourbon. I can't believe I made the error, but some eagle-eyed, eagle-eared member of Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation picked it up. Let's make sure we get it right. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Fingers, you got an email. I got an email through our listener feedback uh, on Fireside, which is our host for our podcast. So eatdrinksmokeshow.fireside.fm? Yes, you are correct, sir. From Bruce, he writes, Hi, Tony and Mr. Fingers. Thank you, Bruce, for showing the proper respect for me because I get that so little on this show. In the episode about George Dickel, you mentioned that whiskey cannot be classified as bourbon if they use the charcoal filtering. As I know, there's no rule or law against using charcoal filters, especially after the barrel aging process. Evan Williams is probably one of the more popular distilleries that use this filtering process. Thanks. And that's from Bruce. Bruce is right. And I don't know how I said it. I have to go back and, and listen to it. But I was discussing the fact that it's Tennessee. Uh, whiskey is how they describe it. And I know when we talk about Tennessee whiskey, it's, of course, the conversation of Jack Daniels. And they utilize uh, the charcoal filtering in the, in the Tennessee whiskey. But the filtering happens prior to aging. Now, you could get somebody to argue that there's an issue there. But as, as I know it, the reason that Jack Daniels, and I've discussed this before on the show, and I don't know why I didn't somehow make that connection in the conversation. And I and clearly said it wrong and I don't like saying things wrong. And I like to correct the record. The reason Jack Daniels is Tennessee whiskey and not bourbon is that they fought not to be bourbon. They saw themselves as something different. They wanted they wanted to have this differentiation and this this mellowing process of of going through the charcoal is is known as the Lincoln process, right? So so that's that's what it is. Everything else is is the same, right? Tennessee whiskey, as they see it, it's manufactured in Tennessee, of course. Fifty one percent corn that is by law to be uh, uh, bourbon, of course. Distilled at no more than one hundred and sixty proof or eighty percent alcohol by volume. That's the distilling. That's different than how it comes out of of, of the barrel. In the barrel at no more than one hundred twenty five uh, proof and bottled at not less than eighty proof. All these things are the same, and of course, 
new charred oak barrels, American oak, right? Uh, so so that's that. Those are all the rules of bourbon. It is this filtering process that it is. It is true that there is not a rule about the filtering that goes on. So yes, it could be classified if if and I and I believe I have this right as bourbon. Now there's a whole thing about with George Dickel they don't use an e. Whiskey in the United States uses an e, w h i s k e y, and we go into depth on this in the book Let's Go Bourbon in Scotland for scotch, scotch whiskey, Ireland Irish whiskey, Japanese whiskey, it's ky, mm-hmm. w h i s k y. So I had to look up why they don't use the E. And as the the story goes, I got this from themanual.com. When George Dickel started this, he wanted people to know that his product was as good as any scotch out there. Ah. So he called it whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-Y. So I believe, Bruce, that you have that absolutely correct, that the the process of, of of the filtering doesn't have an effect on whether or not it could be a bourbon. Now, I, 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 and, I, and I think that's true in terms of how, how it is written. I think people would see that and say, well, that is a step, and that step therefore changes the product. So a conversation of by the law mm-hmm. versus maybe by how people feel. But that was freaking eagle-eared man yeah that that i didn't engage some more clarity on that one and that's my fault i'll take the hit uh for for that i'm i'm thrilled there's nothing better than when eat drink smoke nation says hey what about this or oh check that out or wait a second did you say this well what about that because people man they they love this stuff and they treat it passionately and that's why we love it as we often discuss we're super fans, man. Yeah. We dig the art. We dig the style. We dig the process. We're learning every day. And when we're learning, we're writing about it. And that's why we write the books and, and, and everything else. Let's go bourbon and let's go barbecue available at Amazon.com. But nice pickup. Yeah, nice pickup, Bruce. And rather than going to Fireside, you know, you could always find Eat Drink Smoke on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a question, we'd love to answer it. Just email me, fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Fingers eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And Bruce, uh, send uh, through that email, send uh, fingers your address, let us send you a gift. Nice, oh, nice pickup, young man. Yes. Well done and well played. So let me revisit another listener question that was thrown at us a few weeks ago because Halloween is just around the corner, Tony. And this particular listener, I don't have the question, uh, the question in front of me. We did address it a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to see if your heart has softened a little bit, being that we are so close to Halloween, one of the best holidays of the year. What are you even doing right now? The candy corn whiskey. I'm going to punch you. Eat, drink, smoke nation. Some of eat, drink, smoke nation wants us to try this candy corn whiskey. Yes, that does not use the Lincoln uh, process. That uses the (laughs) Newark process. Wow. Wow. Too too soon? (laughs) Would the Oakland process help? So my question to you, Tony, because a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even, I wasn't even able to get the whole question out of my face before you said. uh, Before I engaged with clarity? (laughs) You said, I believe, hell no, was what you said. But now that we're getting closer, and I I know you are being overcome with the Halloween spirit, uh, 
will you revisit the idea of us taking a sip? I mean, after all, last week, we reviewed the Coca-Cola Y3000 AI soft drink, and uh, it tasted like Y3000. I don't know what that means. But I do know this. We have tried uh, weird things on the show from time to time. What about the candy corn whiskey, Tony? I'm drinking Weller 12 year right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now you want me... Not right now. I don't oh, you know, oh, I thought for a second no, you had it on you. No, I, I'm not saying do this candy corn whiskey chaser. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying take some candy corn and put it in the Weller. There's actually a candy corn whiskey that a listener said, you know, it would be wonderful if you tried this and reviewed it on Eat, Drink, Smoke. You know how I'm going to send Bruce a gift? That listener who suggested candy corn whiskey should send us a gift <laughs> to apologize for thinking we should do candy corn whiskey on the show. So I'm guessing at this, I'm, if I interpret this correctly, your reaction uh, is still a hell no. I'm, yeah, uh, that's the, as, as the uh, late great guy from uh, American Idol said, uh, what's his name, Randy? Sure. Uh, that's a no from me, dog. Oh, uh, well, what about, I saw this new Randy product. Jackson. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. What about this He's new, still alive. new product? I saw uh Tootsie roll whiskey. That's no not one a, ever liked you. That's not a thing. By the no way. one ever liked you. Look, if you want to try it, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Drink smoke nation. I think but it, you know, it's bad. I know it's bad. It's just bad. Wow. You know it. Good you for know radio. it. See, drink smoke. It's the second most wonderful time of the year. October, fall, NFL season in full swing, and Halloween is just around the corner. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find everything we do over at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. That's our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. That's our community. We are building a community there. Nay, a nation. We're building, nay, a nation, as Tony Katz likes to say, and we want you to be a part of it. So go over to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Take a look at what we're doing over there. Subscribe. It's free. It's free, or if you want to get some of the content nobody else gets, uh, we'll be, we'd be thrilled if you'd join us in, in that way and be supportive of what we're doing. We'd, we'd greatly appreciate it. Fingers will come over and give you a foot rub. Absolutely right. Email me fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com and Tony will visit you and give you a foot rub. Hot damn. Speaking of hot damn, Tony. Oh my. Halloween is just around the corner. You mentioned that. And I know there are a lot of couples out there who are listening to Eat, Drink, Smoke right now and they're saying to themselves, selves, I want to dress up for that really peachy keen Halloween party that I'm going to, but I have no idea what we should do. Should we go uh, have separate costumes or should we do a little couples costume thing what do you think of the people that that go to uh, a halloween costume party and they dress up uh you know as a couple as a team like you've got a uh, peanut not, butter jar and jelly and you know stuff like that i'm not i'm not you're not bothered by by that i think i think it's i think it's i guess cute and makes them happy so you know okay so let's try to make these couples happy who are undecided as to how they should dress for that great peachy keen Halloween party that they're getting ready to go to. The New York Post has a story. The best Halloween costumes for 2023 for couples. 32 ideas to rock this year. 32? 32. And the first one right off the bat, you're going to be thrilled. 
If you mention Taylor and Travis, you and I are going to riot. Taylor Swift and ah! Travis Kelsey. Uh, Apparently, you you could dress as them by wearing the uh, Travis Kelsey jersey, or there's a Travis Kelsey T-shirt and uh, a dress that looks like uh, Taylor Swift would wear. Or, or if you're a little bit older, something that Liza would have worn oh, back in the '80s. That's nice. And you could dress as Travis and Taylor. Uh, Liza means Liza Minnelli. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some people didn't know. Always be Liza to me. <laughs> You, you know they have a couple's name now, right? I will. I would rather drink candy corn whiskey than hear the couple name of these two. Trailer. Travis, T-R-A, Taylor, L-O-R. Trailer. No. Yeah. What do you think of that? It's trailer. No? Not a fan? Okay, we'll move on. Uh, you know, the Barbie movie is huge. It's all over the place still. People are talking about it. You can dress as a Barbie and Ken 80s costume. So if you want to go as Barbie and Ken, that's going to be a very, very popular Halloween costume for couples. Okay, Barbie year. and Ken I get. Okay. I get that. The movie the movie was so much bigger than anybody anticipated. I mean, even in Hollywood, they were like, what's going on here? And that whole weekend with Barbie and Oppenheimer, that people saw both, they called it Barbenheimer. People saw both movies. They did it. They would go to Barbie and then they would go see Oppenheimer. Yeah. That's an insane weekend for Hollywood. And you got to wonder how many people are trying to figure out ways to do that one again. I took my 13 year old daughter to both. She couldn't have been more thrilled. That's not true. No, it's not true at all. <laughs> uh, spaghetti and meatballs costume. Oh, that's a classic. The guy, of course, is dressed like meatballs. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the female in this uh, couple is dressed like a s box of spaghetti. Huh. Well, teach their own, I guess. How about a loofah and soap costume set where the, the gentleman uh, in, in this particular photo is, is dressed up like a bar of soap and the, the lady is a loofah? I don't. I, you, you I, know, I think you could do better. <laughs> I think you should do better. You should want better for yourself. How about a Fred and Wilma Flintstones costume Classic. Set? Classic and perfect, and then you can go pedal your car. That is, <laughs> that is wonderful. I think we are actually closer. You know, we've, we, we talked last week uh, about the Coca-Cola Y3000 soda, and I believe my review was it tasted like space-age polymers and flying cars. I believe we're actually closer in 2023 to the foot pedal, foot pedal car than we are the flying car. You know, there's a whole conversation of, of the regression. David Marcus, I think I may have talked about this. David Marcus, who uh, writes uh, for the New York Post, and he writes for Daily Mail, uh, he had written a piece about, do you remember the Concorde, Fingers Malloy? The plane? E this was the 80s. And there was a plane called the Concorde, and it could go from Paris to New York in three and a half hours. It had the weird nose cone. That okay, yeah, down. and it, it was that the first uh, uh, sound barrier commercial plane that yeah broke the sound barrier. It very well could could have been. And what a marvel! And look at where we were going, and look at how incredible we're making air travel. Well, that was the eighties. Here we are in twenty twenty three. Is air travel great? No, no, it's worse than ever. 
What happened to the very concept of growth? What happened to the idea of reaching for something better? What, where did all of that passion go? The, the Concord is literally in a museum. We, we don't even think about that anymore. Why? This, this, is, this is a really fascinating conversation about, as a society, this isn't uh, just politics at play. Well, to the extent it is, where's the ambition Where's the drive? Where is the demand for better? And where's the demand for, for just decency, for, for it to be good? Shouldn't air travel? You look back at air travel and, oh, my gosh, it was the meal. And, oh, my gosh, it was. I remember when you got peanuts on a plane. I remember <laughs> when you got the hot towel. Why? And they were included in your ticket. You didn't have to pay for it. This, it, we, there is a, an, an awful regression going on. Yeah, and, you know, you flying... Uh, you know, from uh, North America to Europe, they're they're trying to figure out ways to to make it faster. But one of the things that you know we're going to go on, kind of get sidetracked here. But uh, you know, they're playing NFL games in London and they're playing them in Germany, and now there is a, reportedly a push once again to have a Super Bowl in London. And I, yeah, and knowing my luck, the Detroit Lions will finally get to go to a Super Bowl, and it'll be in London. I just, I just don't understand. They're, they're trying to make it a thing uh, where you're going to travel. You're going to have teams travel. They're, they're talking about maybe possibly getting an NFL team in Europe. And they, they've got to make it better for people to travel faster than, than they do now. Where's the transporter, Tony? I was promised transporters by now. Uh, that's true. That's true. Star Trek did tell us that we could be beamed up. How about the Bob Ross artist costume where the guy dresses like Bob Ross and uh, the, the gal, she dresses uh, like a painting. Um, that's, oh, that is, that is not right. That is awkward. How about, uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, it might be more awkward for her to be dressed as Bob Ross. I think anybody wants to dress as Bob Ross. That's, that's a fetish. And finally, uh, the, you know, we'll have this list over at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. The Disney, uh, the Incredibles costume. Oh, that one makes sense. Right. Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. And then you'd be that weird kid that can do all this stuff. The yeah. baby one. I personally prefer the sexy nurse and surgeon costume. Right. And the guy wears the sexy nurse outfit? Uh, of course. Uh, 2023 is interesting. We are drinking the Weller 12-year, and you should drink the Weller 12-year. If you can find it, you got to buy it. And if it costs too much, we understand because, well, this is just where the prices have, have driven to on some of these things. It's just delicious. And this, the Padron 64 anniversary, the natural exclusivo, five and a half by 50 box press, $15 a stick. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. A perfect, perfect, perfect medium. It's right there. This cigar has been wonderful. Find everything we do at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. We'd appreciate it if you'd join us at Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. Check it out, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.